a desert planet with twin suns. They call themselves the Bad Batch. We do what we do. What else you got? Give me more! Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks Regs. I'm your host, Jonah Liu, and it is time for another Bad Batch review and breakdown. This week we're going into episode 11, Devil's Deal. And, uh, yeah, not much else to say. Let's go straight into I've Spoken. I have spoken. So like we do every week, we are going to be starting off with non-spoiler uh, review, and then we're going into the full spoiler breakdown, followed by our full spoiler review, and then my theories for the show moving forward. Uh, so, my non-spoiler review for this week, this is episode 11 of The Bad Batch, Devil's Deal. My non-spoiler review is... This episode was really amazing. It was a bit slower, but it provided a whole new perspective that made it extremely fresh and makes me very excited to see where this will go in the future. It had some fantastic ties to other parts of the Star Wars franchise and poses new questions for the tail end of this season. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I've seen a lot of people calling it um, filler and stuff like that. I completely disagree. I think that it's a really, really important and interesting episode that really, like I said, ties it uh, to other parts of the Star Wars franchise very well. And I think that it was a needed episode, and I, I'm super, super excited to see where uh, they take it from here. Uh, that being said, moving forward in this episode uh, of the podcast, we are going to have uh, very major and full spoilers for the rest of uh, the episode. So if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want any spoilers, stop listening right now. This is the spoiler warning that I have in every single episode. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. It starts sounding like a word if you say it that many times. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Okay, we're done. Uh, you should be gone by now if you don't want spoilers. So let's get right into our full spoiler breakdown. So we open up on Ryloth, and there's a large crowd of Twi'leks that have gathered before a building. Uh, Crosshair and his troops uh, stand before them, surveying and noting various members of the crowd. The in, in the interior of the building, we see Admiral Rampart, uh, who is discussing a new refinery on Ryloth with Senator Ornfri Ta. And then we also see Cham Syndulla and his wife, Eleni, uh, along with a clone captain we uh, later um, learn is named Captain Hauser. Uh, which And Hauser is super interesting, and I noticed this right off the bat because we don't see many clones with unique decals anymore as, as the show has progressed because uh, all of them have been just the standard white uh, regular uniform, which I think is meant to reflect kind of a transition from the Republic to Empire and less of the kind of uh, personable, uh, kind, uh, benevolent clones and more of the kind of more serious authoritative stormtroopers and i think that that's meant to kind of uh, represent that but we actually see this guy has really cool uh kind of more teal aqua uh decals on his armor which is super super cool i think his character design with his hair and kind of the scarring on his face is really cool too i really it really caught my eye right off the bat um and uh cham expresses how the twi'leks are tired of fighting and that peace uh, the peace the Empire brings is worth embracing, which his wife is wary of. And Captain Hauser reassures Cham uh, of his people's safety, acting far kinder than... Uh, and kind of more like the clones that we see in the Clone Wars, uh, rather than the clones that we've seen in the Bad Batch, who are very blunt to the point, 
uh, acting more like battle droids, kind of like flesh droids rather than actual people. And so that's another thing that I noticed kind of right off the bat. Uh, as Senator Ta addresses the crowd of Twi'leks, they reject him and demand to hear from Cham Syndulla. Cham reassures them that the Republic uh, has his trust and that they should embrace the new peace now that the war, war has ended. Uh, Rampart mentions that it's a shame that Syndulla's daughter isn't there to Eleni, uh, which, uh, to which Eleni says that Hera has other interests. Uh, cut to a young Hera Syndulla, who, if you don't remember or you haven't watched yet, Harrison Dula is the Twi'lek captain of the Ghost um, in Star Wars Rebels. She's the green-skinned. And for those of you who don't know, Twi'leks are humanoid species uh, that have colorful skin. We see them with, like, blue skin, green skin, orange skin, um, all, uh, like, a bunch of different kinds. But they also, they're more characterized by uh, the two head tails that come out of the back of their head. They're called Leku. And they're native to the planet Ryloth. They're very uh, common species in Star Wars. But uh, so we see young Hera um, spying on the new Imperial refinery on Ryloth with Chopper. And Chopper is the little astromech droid uh, that is also in Star Wars Rebels that works for the Ghost crew. Uh, it's super fun getting to see them in this style of animation. I was super pumped whenever uh, I heard them mentioning... Uh, Syndulla's daughter and stuff because I knew exactly where that was going. Um, anyways, ultimately, Hare and Chopper are found by Regs. We cut back to the Syndulla homestead where uh, the Cham's freedom fighters are kind of turning in their weapons to the Empire. And Gobi, one of Cham's uh, kind of leading fighters, uh, is kind of voicing his concerns to Cham. And uh, kind of, exp or no, not to Cham, to Eleni. And he says that he intends to get more weapons from an unnamed contact uh, even after they've turned in their weapons to the Empire. So, uh, Hauser is leading Hera and Chopper back to the Syndulla homestead with some regs. And he says that he found them in a restricted section and apologizes to Cham, but says that things are very tense. And so he won't report it this time, but it can't happen again. So he's essentially kind of bending the rules, which we see, like, he's, like, he's essentially saying, like, just by his tone, it's like, I don't really know what's going on with these guys. Like, we've kind of turned on a dime here. But he's still being very understanding. He's not kind of being a rigid stormtrooper, imperial-like presence. He's kind of feeling it out, but he's still following orders. But he's still retaining a lot of his compassion, which I think is super, super interesting. Um, we learn that Gobi sent uh, Hera to spy on the refinery. And as uh, she's leading her daughter away... Eleni asks her daughter to tell her everything about what she saw. Uh, Cham scolds Gobi for putting his daughter in danger, and Gobi insists that the Imperials are up to something. Uh, then we cut into uh, back to the capital, where Rampart and Ta are talking about Cham and Gobi and their influence over the people of Ryloth. And in the background, we see Crosshair with a large chunk of flesh mis missing from his head, and he has a buzz cut now. Uh, all of this is obviously from... Uh, the damage that he took during the mid-season arc uh, on Bracca. And uh, Rampart tells Ta to simply play his part, kind of reassuring him that he has things under control. Um, back at the Syndulla homestead, we learn that Hera wants to fly away from Ryloth. She's having a conversation with her father. Uh, Cham tries to reassure Hera that the peace uh, that will be good, that the Empire's bringing will be good, 
but she doesn't seem convinced. She says that she's ready to fight and do her part, but Cham says that he doesn't want that way of life for her. Uh, Cham and Eleni visit the refinery, and Eleni notes that there are weapons, and she's uneasy because of this, because the Empire had said that this wasn't going to be a military installation, and she believes that they're up to something, but Cham says that they need to trust, uh, try and accept the peace. Gobi convinces Hera to come with him uh, on a supply run by allowing her to fly the ship, and they leave Chopper behind. Crosshair plants a tracker on their ship as they fly to one of Ryloth's moons, and they land on the moon with an absolutely gorgeous shot of Ryloth in the sky above them. Like, the animation in this show is absolutely insane. And, um, honestly, can't praise it enough. Uh, Gobi reveals that they are there to pick up weapons as the Marauder comes into frame, and the Bad Batch steps out, unloading weapons for Gobi, and then Omega takes Hera on a tour of the Marauder, sharing uh, their, experience, their respective experiences with flying, and Omega has a lot of technical knowledge, whereas Hera has a passion and a quote-unquote feel for it, and she says that it's her dream to one day live on a starship, which we, of course, know eventually happens in Star Wars Rebels. Um... Sorry, lost myself in my notes. Um, so eventually the Twi'leks take off and the Bad Batch leaves as well. Uh, Crosshair shoots down Gobi's ship as they uh, re-enter the planet and the three Twi'leks are captured by Rampart Ta and Hauser. Uh, Cham's fighters inform them, or inform, inform Cham that they have been captured and then Chopper reports that they have been found guilty of treason without a trial. And so Cham and Eleni go to intercept the convoy with some of their other allies. And the Twi'leks take out the bikes that are flanking the tank fairly seamlessly. Hauser informs uh, Rampart and Ta uh, that the convoy is under attack. And Ta orders him to fight back. But Hauser seems to kind of hesitate before he complies. He's just kind of like, it's, there's like, he takes a beat and he's like, yes, sir. Okay. And then Rampart kind of seems to notice this. Eventually, Sindula and his fighters have taken out all of the Imperials and have gotten the tank to stop, and they enter the vehicle, and Rampart orders Hauser to surrender in order to keep them alive. Cham, Rampart, Hauser, uh, Senator Ta, and some of the other regs are lined up outside of the tank as prisoners. Hera asks her mom what Cham is going to do, which Eleni tells her to not worry about, as Chopper pulls up in a speeder and Hera gets in. Uh, Cham makes a move on Ta, and, seem, and it seems like he's going to kill him, but Hauser tries to make him see reason. He's like, hey man, like, think about what you're doing. Like, this is, this is bad stuff that you're getting mixed up in. And eventually, Eleni ultimately talks him down, and Cham backs away. Rampart then thanks Senator Ta for playing his part and gives the signal to Crosshair, and Crosshair is, uh, shoots Senator Ta in the head, and he drops dead. Gunships come in and troops swarm the Twi'leks. Uh, Eleni is yell yells for Chopper to get Hera out of there, and they speed away before the regs can get to them. But Rampart has Cham and his fighters and Eleni arrested for the attempted assassination of Senator Ta, and they are taken away. And as they are uh, loaded onto the gunships, Rampart orders Hauser to hunt down Hera, which he doesn't even like acknowledge the order he just kind of stands there dumbfounded by what just happened you can tell that he's very uneasy about everything that has gone down here end of the episode so my review for this full spoiler would be despite the fact that it was less action-packed 
I really loved this episode, and it was really cool to have a break from the Bad Batch themselves and get to see kind of outside of their perspective of the events that are going on. It made me really giddy uh, to get to see Hera as uh, more of a child and get to see her with her family, and I am absolutely fascinated by Hauser's character. Um, I think that he's going to have a lot, a really cool part to put, excuse me, a really cool part to play, and I'm really, really excited to see what that is. Uh, moving forward, I do wish that Crosshair uh, was a bit more beat up after the midseason episode arc. He just really had like the little scarring over his right ear, but I mean that's just a nitpick at that point. There's not. I, I just was kind of hoping that he was going to be in like really bad shape, but uh, I think that this is shaking up to be a absolutely fantastic and really heartbreaking arc, and. Uh, that plus the fact that, like I said, the landscape shots in this episode were absolutely stunning. Like, even more so than normal, and that's saying something. So, props to the animation team at Lucasfilm. They're doing fantastic work with the show. Uh, that's about all I have to say for the review. Let's go into visions. To continue, we need one singular vision. My vision. So there wasn't too much that was uh, debunked or confirmed from my theories in the past, but I do have some additional theories to all of those that have uh, been ongoing throughout the season. So I think that Hauser will ultimately defect and help Hera escape. Why his chip doesn't seem to be active isn't entirely clear, but I'm thinking that it has something to do with the fact that he wasn't assigned to a Jedi general, and rather he had Champs and Dula as his general, um, and the Order potentially didn't reach him. I, I really don't know why. Maybe he was injured and his like in his head, like we see some scarring, so maybe that's it. Um because like even Rex couldn't refuse the order. So it's not like he's an older clone who's been able to develop more of a personality. That's not what it is, because Rex did it, Cody did it. A lot of these really um developed and closer to first generation clones still were affected by it so since he's not augmented in any way it doesn't seem like the bad batches i can't imagine that that's the reason so i'm thinking that it was probably just had something to do with the fact that he didn't have a jedi general and perhaps the order didn't get to him somehow um i hope that we get some more space from the bad batch next week and have hauser rendezvous with them at the end but i think it's more likely that uh, he dies saving Hera in some sort of heroic last stand, kind of like we see with Commander Thorne uh, at the end, or during the uh, the Clovis arc in the Clone Wars, that's season six, uh, whenever the Senate guards are attacked by the Separatists on Munalist, and um, he kind of has the, the, the last stand where he yells for the Republic, and he's just kind of standing off against all these uh, droids by himself, and it's a super, super cool scene. But that's that's my guess. I hope that he stays alive. I really do because he's quickly become one of my favorite clones and he's barely done anything. Um, so I really hope that we get to see more of him and I hope that he survives past uh, <laughs> the next few episodes, fingers crossed. But we will see. And I think that it's also pretty likely that we'll see Eleni Sindula's death in the next episode, which will be really, really sad. But um, I've loved this episode. I don't care what other people say. I think that it was absolutely fantastic. A little slower, but I think that that's necessary. And 
yeah, this is a bit longer than most of my reviews, but uh, I hope that y'all are enjoying this so far. I will say for next week, it's not looking like that I'm going to be able to get uh, my review out until probably Sunday, and even then I don't know because I'm going to be uh, away uh, with my with my job for the next week, and uh, I think that I'm going to be absolutely exhausted whenever I get back, which is going to be really late on Saturday. So I'll get the episode out as quickly as I can to y'all, but it might not be for uh, a little bit after uh, it actually comes out. But I do hope that y'all enjoy episode 12. I hope that y'all enjoy the episode that I'm going to be putting out for y'all next week. I'm not entirely sure which topic it's going to be yet, but uh, stay tuned Wednesday for that. Uh, You've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.